So tonight on American Conversations, Todd Wood and I uh, are thrilled to have Jeff Silverman with us tonight. A week ago, Jeff Silverman, who's 29 years of age, a graduate of a Florida university, was working at Bloomberg Media uh, starting in 2015. And a week ago, he decided to stand up for healthcare workers and has done something extraordinary. Here on American Conversations, we have interviewed Vax injured. We have interviewed people who have lost their loved ones because of the uh, COVID vaccinations. We have listened to doctors who have been slammed and reported to um, media boards in different states for standing up and giving exemptions. And tonight we are talking to a humanitarian journalist who was in sales operations at Bloomberg Media and has stepped out for the sake of humanity. And he, I call him the, the walker for humanity. Welcome, Jeff Silverman. Thank you so much for that. And it's an honor to be here and share my story. Well, it's an honor to have you because ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Silverman gave up his job. He refused to take the, uh, the vaccination. He was living in New York City. It was impossible. He had a medical exemption. It was impossible for him to live in New York City because the social restrictions were so bad. He couldn't go to restaurants. He couldn't go to the theater if they were even open. And, and it was just beyond comprehension. And he decided to give up his job. And he is walking from New York City to Washington, D.C. to participate in the January 23rd March on Washington against the man mandates for vaccine and raising money for healthcare workers who have lost their jobs. It is our honor, Jeff, to have you tonight. And I seriously mean that. I think it is, I think it's terrific because we've heard so many horrible stories and what you're doing is courageous and you're freezing out there because this is now January 10th. It's yeah. Monday and you, you left New York City on Thursday and just give it a whirl and tell us, one, why did you decide to do this? I mean, it really started off with just trying to figure out what to do. I mean, the whole situation of all these mandates is just completely wrong in my book, but I felt kind of compelled to do something. I didn't know what it was, but one night I just thought of kind of let's do this, do a walk. It first started to be, let's walk to Arizona because I was thinking about moving there. And then it was, <laughs> let's walk to Florida because I'm originally from Florida. But then I saw the Joe Rogan episode with Dr. Malone and he said that there's the March in DC. So I knew right then, like, this is the perfect opportunity. Let's walk, let's walk from New York to DC to raise money. And kind of just when I heard about, when I thought of let's walk for these healthcare workers, I, I literally cried for them. Just, it was more tears of like gratitude and joy. It felt like a call was kind of answered. Like it felt like this was like the right thing to do. And then the first story I read was about this woman named Becky Meltzer, mm -hmm. who was a practitioner, a scheduler in, at the Houston Methodist Hospital for 15, 20 years. And she was telling her story of how she had two appointments to get the vaccine and both times it got canceled out of her, out of her control. And then one night in a dream, she, she said, 
God came to her in a dream and said, don't do it, don't do it, don't get it. And I took that as kind of the final sign. There were a few other signs kind of just when I first thought of it, crying about that and then this. And it was just like, I knew I had to do it, something. So the next day after seeing those two things, I started training for this, honestly. I started walking, I walked seven miles. And then within a week or two, that was when I saw the Joe Rogan episode. And that's when I, within the week, I quit my job and started, I quit my job on Wednesday and then I started walking on Thursday. So let's back up a little bit because, you know, as journalists, we have all, and it doesn't matter whether you're in sales, whether you're in production, whether you're an executive, whether you're on air, uh, media has been impact. Okay. New York city has been impact. The restrictions are tough in New York city. They're tough in Australia. They're tough in Austria right now. They're tough mm -hmm. in provinces and in, in Germany, um, and other places on earth. But let's talk about you personally. Yeah. You're, you're a journalist. You're on the sales side of it. You're working for, you know, Bloomberg. Okay. Um, and, you had a you have a medical exemption, all yeah. right. You you have a condition. You received a medical exemption. Bloomberg Media accepted it, but you were living in New York City. Now I lived in New York City uh, off and on for thirteen years when mm -hmm. when I was working for the networks, for one of the networks. So let's talk about how you dealt with it because you were restricted and you you had all this access to information. Yeah. Well, first I was more just in a basic operations role. I had nothing to do journalism or anything like that, but besides the point. But for journal, for media yes. operation. Yes. So kind of just the mandates, once they started, it kind of just ruined everything for me. I was able to work from home for up until Labor Day. Of, so of this 2021. Yeah, 2021. So I kind of wasn't in New York for, I mean, I was I was in New York for part of it, but I was kind of all over the country. And then the mandates came in right around Labor Day. It came in maybe like a week before or something like that. And then once it came in, like, it just fully changed my life. I wasn't able to go out and do anything. I wasn't able to go to restaurants. I previously had COVID, so there was that point. And then, when did you get when did you get COVID, Jeff? I had COVID in March of 2021. And was it mild? Was it was it uh it was like two days of fever, but like not really serious fever or anything like that. And then kind of just like a headache and back pains. I don't know if you would call that mild, probably. Like it wasn't I was not worried at all. I was more worried about getting my parents sick or just the thought of it getting worse. And then I lost my taste and smell, which was probably worse than the sickness for, for me. I mean, I know each person is very different with how they, when they get COVID, how it handles them. And then you got tested and you were negative. So your, your self-quarantine yeah. uh, yeah. shifted. And then, um, but you, so you're teleworking. Yeah. You're living in New York City when you, when you got back there. And let's talk about the restrictions because of your medical exemption, you're not able to partake yeah. of of uh, socializing in some situations in New York, correct? Yeah. So I got a medical exemption. So work enacted the mandate on December 1st. 2021. So, yes. So this is like last month or so. All right. 
So I got the exemption the week before, but during that time frame, there just because I have a medical exemption for work doesn't mean I have a medical exemption for the city. Right. So you're not able to do anything. There's no indoor dining, no, I mean, just any activity. I couldn't go to the gym. I couldn't do any of this stuff. But I mean, like with all these things where I couldn't do, I kind of made the best of it. Like I wasn't able to eat indoors. That meant I just started cooking more. Or like I couldn't go to the gym. I started working out at home. But at a point, it just got to like, all right, like I can't just like keep living like this. Like I remember I was like talking, like doing the day and apps. And it's like I would have to like tell them that we couldn't go indoors because I wasn't able to go in there. So it was just like it wasn't a healthy way to live. So I knew I had to get out of there. So you emotionally, you felt excluded because you yeah, physically definitely. were excluded because you because you were prevented from getting you were prevented from getting the vaccine because of your medical history. Yeah, I mean, even the medical exemption was a, like I am in a gray area. So the medical exemption, I had to see multiple doctors. One doctor said I should get I should be getting more shots, and then one doctor said she understands and I shouldn't, I, I am not at risk. So I shouldn't really be getting it. And autoimmune people were excluded from the trials. Right. And you are autoimmune. Yes. Just the underlying I, cause. You don't have to get into the particulars yes. which you shared with me, you know, in the pre-interview, but, but yeah. you have an autoimmune condition. So we know that because autoimmune uh, people were not part of the clinical trials, and then we find out that there are some injuries that are autoimmune. Mm -hmm. Some doctors, not all, some doctors are saying it is in the best interest of somebody who has an autoimmune condition not to get the, any of the shots. Yeah, I mean, it's just a gray area. So like getting the medical exemption was a gray area. And then that means like I, the whole not being able, like there's no, if there was, I mean, first of all, there shouldn't be any mandates, but at least there should have been medical or religious exemptions for the city. Like not having that really just discriminates against people. I mean, if you're allergic to the vaccine, that's like as clear as a medical exemption as you can get. Mm -hmm. They are still kicked out of society from New York. All right. So, so put, putting that, putting that as the basis. Okay. So, so you, you basically said, you know, this is kind of crazy living in New York city you know, the city that never sleeps. There's yeah. so much to do in the city socially. Uh, you're discriminated against because you, you, you're, you've been advised not to get it. And then you decided that you were going, you, you, you listened to Rogan's interview with Malone. You had thought that you wanted to do something. You, you shared with me that you thought you wanted to maybe move out of New York City because it wasn't working. Yeah. And then you decided that you, because of these, what these healthcare workers who had been on the front lines for, you know, the last almost two years now, um, you were going to raise some money for them and you were going to walk to Washington, D.C. So you left last Thursday, which would have been, and I'm looking at my notes here, last Thursday, uh, today's Thursday. Monday, January 7, 2022. So was it, what was, what was last, last uh, Thursday? The 6th, Jan 6th. Yeah. January 6th. All right. So give us the journey because we're, we're, I want this to go viral. 
I want yeah. people to know that you you're taking a stand in a very positive way. It's not negative at all. You are for the freedom of people making choices of not being discriminated and not being fired. And you left your job and you're trying to raise money for healthcare workers who lost their jobs because they were part of the first responders and on the front lines for the last two years. Yeah. Before I get into the journey, I just want to say one more thing about sure. where this happened. And this was December 11th or 12th. I went out and I was I'm able to go like apartment parties at my friends. Mm -hmm. And that weekend, that was when Omicron was kind of just coming into the city. And I won the parties. I got a text from like two people that they tested positive. And kind of just once I got that text, I kind of was just like, my mind went crazy. It was just like all these thoughts of just, it was really just fear, just like living in fear, just like what might happen? Like, am I going to get my mom sick? Like just like, it just kept going and going, just these fear thoughts. And I didn't sleep that night. And I just thought like, all right, I can't keep living like this. So I, the opposite of fear is just love. So it was kind of just like, all I would do is just think like positive thoughts, like just spread love, joy, all that stuff. So like the whole purpose of this is kind of just spread love. And that was like, where I decided to do this because I feel like the healthcare workers, I mean, they were treated like heroes and they are heroes. And in New York, we would clap for them for months at 7 p.m. every single night. And it got to a point where it was like, it felt like a little like, all right, like we can stop now kind of thing. And the same people that were clapping for so long, now they aren't treated as heroes anymore. Only the vaccinated ones are treated as heroes. And it's just not right. I mean, like, whatever their reasons for not getting it, like that's their reason. And like, it, it's a personal choice. It shouldn't be something that's forced on anyone. So that was just like one last point. It's kind of just the whole, like the whole message of what I'm doing is just to spread love and like just positive and kindness. Like I don't care about any like of the like left, right, anti-vax, pro-vax. Like that's just, it's just not me. Like I'm just not that type of person. Like I kind of just, keep to myself but i felt like i just had to do something and like this as i said earlier kind of like the call to do this just felt so strong like i felt it in my body kind of thing so it was just like i knew i had to do something so when you took the when you made it what was it like the the night the day the afternoon the moment that you said okay fine i'm going for it before you told anybody what was that moment like I mean, it was just like gratitude and joy. It felt like that's, it just felt like an answer was called like on what to do. And it just, I just felt grateful, honestly. When was it? So that was, if December 11th or 12th was that weekend, then it was Monday. So Monday I got a text. Actually, I take that back. Monday was when I decided to stop living in fear and start living in love kind of stuff. And then it was about two, three weeks of from then. So that it was probably towards a little bit before Christmas time. And then kind of for a few days, I was just like thinking about like, all right, like I'm doing this. And then once I like told people, it's one of these things where it's like, how do you respond to that? Like, right. well, at first I was telling people I'm walking I told my mom first and I told her that I was walking to Arizona and then she's the one that said like she was she's always for it she's for anything I do and then she said 
why don't you walk to Florida? And I was like, perfect. Florida makes more sense. Like she's compromised at least. And then, so then I was telling people, then I started telling people and then it became real. And it's like, kind of like, I was just waiting to like go. It was kind of just, I knew there was going to be some like, something like what happened with the Rogan episode. I knew there was going to be something that was like, all right, this is like, pick up your bags and let's go. So once the episode happened that Friday, then Monday I sent in my resignation at work. I said, I'll work, I said, I'll work until Wednesday, give them a few days to like do some handover stuff. And then Thursday I started. And then so what did you share? Did you share with your colleagues at work what you were actually yeah. going to do? And what was their reaction? So it's like, so at work, I share it with some that I'm really like, there's great people there. Like I, I loved a lot of my coworkers and all that stuff. So like the people that I'm close with, I would tell them what I'm doing. And everyone's like, they're all excited for me. Like they're did all- they think, Did they think you have lost your mind? I mean, maybe they're saying that to each other, but no, I mean, they, they understand. They like, people knew that I wasn't really happy with New York. And so that it wasn't like the biggest surprise, but, but you're walking to Washington in the middle of January. Yeah, I mean they have to. Think I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. let's let, Jeff. Let's be real here, okay? I mean, it, you know, I didn't get the negative reaction that I thought I was going to get, and I still haven't. I've really only gotten positive reactions, which is just great to hear. Good I mean, for you. Good yeah. for you, and good for your colleagues and your friends that know you so well that they're cheering you on. Okay. Yeah. No, it, it makes it definitely much easier. And sure. Falling along. And we're gonna we're and listen, we're Jeff. Yeah. We're gonna walk with you the entire way. You're walking for humanity. Okay. That's important. It. You're walking for freedom. You're walking for pe for choice. All right. And that's really important for people because medical freedom is really that's the hill that everybody needs to fall on. Definitely. I mean, if you don't have control of your body, what do you have control of? That's right. That's right. Okay. So you made the decision. You gave your notice uh, on Monday. You quit on Wednesday. Yeah. And then you got started on um, Thursday. And give us the journey so far because that was Thursday and today's Monday. So it's, it's been less than a week. And when I listened to your story last night, I thought to myself, well, we got to book this kid. Yeah. I mean, it feels like an attorney already. So, I mean, it started the first day. I went to Barry Park, like took my first videos and stuff. Then I took over the ferry to Jersey City and then I walked 22 miles. And it was kind of just the first day was just like a shock. Like there was excitement. Then I was like, what are you doing? But then it's like, I'm not allowing those thoughts to come back in kind of stuff. So it's just like more excitement. And then the first day I met these people at a taco truck, Afro right. truck, and they loved what I was doing and one, they paid for my meal and like, they were just, they shared the story on their social media and that's kind of just been what happened. But so that was the first day. And then the second day it snowed at night. Mm -hmm. So I had to wait until kind of like 9am to start going. And, and how much did it snow? Like two, three inches. I think I'm not too sure, the but okay. like, like, there was snow on the ground and certain sidewalks and on the street. Like I had to like watch my step and I also don't. So have do you have a, do you have a knapsack where, where you, yeah, you, you got, you got some, you got some heavy, heavy jackets and stuff like that. You um, got a lot of socks you can change if your feet get wet. I have some socks. I would not say I have a heavy jacket and I have just one pair of shoes, like an A6, like running shoes. 
So it's kind of one, like I definitely got to get you some new clothes, Jeff. Well, it's one of those <laughs> things where it's like, I mean, I would appreciate it, but it's like one of those things where I don't want to carry too much. The first day, sure. so much stuff where my back was, once I got in, like my back was destroyed. And like that night I threw out maybe. What do you like mean, do you mean your back was destroyed? You just. I, from carrying the backpack of all this ah, stuff. So much okay. Because like you, you're walking what, five, six hours? Um, on a good day, but some like the days when I do 20 plus, it's more like seven, eight. Okay. So, so you're obviously taking a break. You got some nutritional yeah. bars and stuff like that. Yep. You're drinking a lot of water. You're, you're sleeping in motels, hotels as yeah. along the way. Are you eating a lot of pasta? Yeah. Not as much as I should be in, but you yeah. got to, you got to, you got to eat that pasta if you're going to do a marathon, even yeah. if it's walking. The, so like kind of my day is like, I'll start anywhere from like seven to 9 PM, depending on like how far I have to go. Like if I have to walk 20 miles, I'll start at seven or like if, and then some days if I don't walk as much, I'll sleep in a bit, but mm -hmm. then I'll walk for about a couple, I'll walk for like two hours or so kind of just walk until I start noticing like, I right, like we need to take a break. So then I'll like have a snack. And then like take a break, drink some water, and then I'll walk for like another hour or two, then get lunch, and then kind of just like be like 70% done, and mm -hmm. then I'll finish the rest. But now it's been day four when I walked to Doylestown. I mean, that was the biggest journey. That was that was that was last night when I talked to you. Yeah. So that was I walked 22 miles that day. And I'm if I say walk, that's not the right word. I, I pretty much waddled for 22 miles. Mm. Like my knees definitely are the biggest first it, each day has been a different thing, but my knees have been the ones where it's just like, just been tough. And it's kind of like, now I have to like walk 500 feet, a thousand feet, then like rub my knees, do a quick knee stretch. And then kind of just like keep pushing. Do you, do you, have, knee, do you have knee pads? You know, I, athletes, athletes who, uh, you know, yeah. so I, just, I just got some pain ointment today, which definitely helped. And I got some compression sleeves, but they didn't fit, but I'm going to get tomorrow. Okay. So it's, it, it really is just more men. I mean, it's, it's physical for sure. Sure. There's the whole mental aspect of it. Of just like, I could just stop right now. Like I could literally stop any second if I really, no, we don't want you to stop. No, I, help I'm you. not going to, cause I mean, I made a promise to myself. I made a promise to these healthcare workers. That, like I'm going to do this. Okay, so so let's get back and figure out. I mean, you obviously mapped out this journey because yeah. I mean, I've, I've driven from you know Washington D.C. up to New York and Connecticut. I in Boston, I can't even tell you how many times in my life. So you know, New Jersey, <laughs> New Jersey Turnpike 95. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm familiar with, but that's not where you're going. You're kind of taking these back roads where it's not. The, you know, ninety-five. Yeah. So, so how many miles from New York City to Washington D.C. have you mapped out by the route that you have? So the total journey, I believe, is about two hundred and fifty miles. And kind of what I did is just like from the ferry, from the because you took the yeah, ferry. Yeah, from right around there. Yeah. Okay. From there to D.C. So what I did was kind of just at first I had when I was planning Florida, I planned out the entire trip to Florida. But there's a whole different route that's kind of more scenic and just like it's like the East Coast Greenway. And I had that planned and they do have a route from New York to D.C. that way. But that way is like 350 miles. And I would have done that route, but 
I didn't have the time. Like I'm on, I have to be there by the 23rd. So I had to like leave and I have to go as quick as possible. So I literally just Google maps, New okay. York, DC. And then like the route I did, I kind of just like point to the cities that were on the way, like 15, 20 miles or so. And then just see what like motels or hotels were around that area. And that was how it was planned. And so when you're when you're walking and you've you, from my understanding you've hit the rain you've hit the snow yeah have you, have you and you obviously it's cold outside um you've you've had some you're walking in sometimes some days are sunny but it's still brisk and cold um yeah. there's a big cold front coming through in the next 24 48 hours okay you prepared for that yeah i mean as best as i can i mean the cold is definitely brutal like there's no doubt about it but I, it's like my knees are brutal. I had bad blisters. It's just like, it is what it is. You need better I mean, socks. Yeah. No, I it's not like a mother. I'm I, sorry. I, I double you sock need, now. You, I, need, yeah. you, need double, you need double socks. You need dry socks. You need yeah. to, to dry your shoes when you get there. Um, and, and the other, the other, you got, do you have turtlenecks with you? No. So tomorrow I'm going to get one of those. Yep. Like, you need I, turtlenecks. I know. I'm, the cold you need a scarf. Yeah. Tomorrow. What I, about what? What do you have here? What do you ha, What do you have, have for your I head? Be, I have two beanies that I have. Okay. So that, and then, so I mean, tomorrow it'll be fifteen degrees, twenty degrees, I think. Yeah. So I'll have I have like a heavy thermal. This one's light. All yeah. my clothes are in the laundry right now. So I have a heavy thermal shirt that I'll wear. Then I'll have a hoodie on top of that, and then I have a jacket that's also in the laundry right now. And the jackets, like when I would wear it before, I, I would wear it for like 40 degree weather. So I would not say it's like perfect for no, it. No, I, I, might, I might even drive up and bring you some clothes and you tell me it, where you're going to be. Seriously, I mean, this is getting a little crazy. This is not springtime. It's not as bad. This like, is not winter going to springtime. This this is like this is yeah. like 15 degrees tomorrow. Like once I start walking, it gets better and then it's well you get warm when you walk yeah. at the same time if you what about the wind is the wind hitting you in the face today it was windy but each day um each day has its own obstacle i'm like i kind of just take it day by day mile by mile even you got a great attitude yeah i mean it's the, way, it's the only way to be able to do something like this it's it is challenging like there's no doubt of course about it, it is of course it is are you listening to you listening to music yeah so i go between music and podcasts I pretty much been listening to the Aubrey Marcus podcast most like I listen to him all day. But I I don't really listen to much podcasts. I listen to him. I listen to Joe Rogan occasionally and that's pretty much it. And then I'll listen to music the rest and then I'll just do like an hour or so with nothing. Okay, so what kind of music? I do like I kind of have like three different genres, I would say. I listen to like rap is one, then I'll listen to like female R&B. And then I'll listen to like old school rock, like Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin type rock. Right. So you like that? You like that heavy metal? No, it's I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Not too heavy. Not too <laughs> heavy. I would. It's I would go between the three of those. It's and some electronic, but like I kind of listen to everything, and I just go through my like songs and just let it go. All right. So so you're raising money. All right. So tell us, uh, um, uh, before we get to that, let the audience know. So you are crashing in a, in, you know, in a motel hotel. 
uh, as and you're looking ahead and you're doing that, and then basically it's downtime. You have your dinner. Yep. Hopefully it's pasta. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Those carbs. We'll get done. Yeah, and and then you know you're gonna take your hot shower and bath and and, and and just warm up and everything like that, and then do you sleep in or do you set your alarm to get up in the morning? I mean, how are you how are you waging this? I mean, do you know if you go 22 miles, you're gonna go 15 miles the next day? I mean, because you've planned this out. Yeah. So, like, I mean, are you are you because sometimes when you train for a marathon, okay? Uh-huh. Have you ever run a marathon? No, I've. This is the first time I've ever done. This is the first time. Well, yeah, God yeah. bless you. No wonder you've got blisters. Okay, yeah. so in a marathon, you have to you have to kind of um, th- th- there's a whole schedule going up to to run a marathon. Where you know every week you do X number of miles, and uh-huh. then you do a longer one on over the weekends and everything like that. You take a day of rest. You're not taking a day of rest. I mean, this is no. going from you know what was the date? The January fifth or sixth? The sixth. And the six to the twenty third. Okay, yeah. so that that's that's heavy duty every day. Uh, are there days where you're going to go maybe seven miles, or is everything like between you know eighteen and twenty two? Tomorrow I go twelve, and there'll be a few days where I do twelve, and those are the rest days. days. Yeah, yeah so those are the rest days. Okay. So like tomorrow, the plan would be to I'll probably go early, so then I'll be done kind of around like one ish. Because then, then it'll feel like a rest day. I haven't done that yet. But okay. I usually try to get in around like 3, 4 o'clock. I just get before the sun sets. But, I mean, now it's been more of a struggle because it takes me a little longer just because I, I just stop all the time to, like, massage my knees. But so I get in around 4. Then I'll, like, talk to my parents, talk to my friend, shower, get food. And then I kind of go to sleep at, like, 9, 10 p.m. And then it's, like, I sleep about like nine hours. Mm-hmm. So 10 p.m., nine hours is 7 a.m. So I kind of just wake up on on my own. I have an alarm just in case. But you eat a big breakfast? Um, not really. I kind of eat like just like I eat like one of my like cliff bars and like one other bar. And then I just kind of start walking. Then I'll have a pretty. All right. We need to get. We, we Okay. So then. So we're going to do this every night. Okay. I, I've yeah. made right here on the spot. We're going to do this every night. And what we're going to do is we're going to bring in a nutritionist because you need uh-huh. to understand that if you're going to do 22 miles, you need to have a breakfast and you need to know what the hell you're going to have for breakfast because it needs to sustain you going through the day. What are you doing for lunch? Lunch, I kind of just whatever is there. Like I, I'm really not too picky. Like today I had Subway. I'll, I'll have like, I can't, it's, I, I just eat, you're like, eating in other words you're eating junk food i wouldn't go that far but i okay. it's it's in between it's more i'll i eat anything like i don't I'm not, <laughs> I'm not too picky right now okay well big breakfast okay yeah, it doesn't I have to be over breakfast. you need carbs you need yogurt you need you know granola you you need to have yeah. some carbs because you're walking anywhere between 12 or 15 or 18 or 20 miles a day you just can't have a big dinner yeah yeah. do you have do you have a list of the hotels you're staying at the motels you do okay so i want you to send those to to me Uh privately uh and then uh we're gonna get a team of people to coach you Okay, as you're doing this, okay, um, because I think I think it's important that we make certain that you get to Washington D.C. Yeah, yeah. You're not, in, you know, you're not in some kind of wheelchair. Yeah, 
I mean, I we think it's freezing I'm, I'm, from I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting better each day. And I think just now getting the whole pain. You're getting the routine. I wouldn't go that far, but once I got the pain ointment, that was definitely a game changer. Like that really like. And I, what kind of pain ointment did you get for your knees? I think it was like Tiger Balm or one. Of, I got two of them, that one and then some other. Kind okay. Of like so when you, when you, when you go, are you going into, what kind of store are you going into to get these, these, uh, these like today I went to Walmart, CVS gas stations. I haven't gone. I'm not really too, I mean, today was, it was more residential, but I'm not really that far away from society. All right. So, so I'm going to email you, um, what, and I forget the name of these, but a couple of years ago, I got, I got, I just pulled my knee wrong. Uh -huh. And uh, I called a friend of mine whose daughter plays soccer, who always twisted everything yeah. around. And he told me to get these case strips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Okay, they work. Okay, I'll give that. They work. Back. I thought, I thought, I thought it was magic. Seriously. Yeah, I mean. And you wear them when you're walking. Yeah, the thing is, it goes from now it's my knees, before it was my feet. Uh -huh. First day it was my back. I think it's it's just part of the fact of walking twenty miles. Like it's, I kind of just have to push through it. That's do you need a cane? Do you need a cane to balance? <laughs> Maybe for the last hundred miles, I might. <laughs> okay. So how many miles have you done so far, out of the um, two fifty? So I know I'm one third of the way done. So what that would be like eighty miles or so. Mm -hmm. So I've done about that. Maybe it's maybe ninety. All right. I could look exactly, but you're one third. You're one third of the way there. Yeah. It's January 10th. You've got to be in Washington, D.C. in 13 days. Yeah. I have a plan to be there about the 21st, but I gave myself an extra day because there might be a day where I need a rest and there might be a day where the weather's just so bad. But I mean, I I've the the 22 mile walk to Doyle Sound. I mean, it rained for. 18 miles, 17 miles, and my knees were, I was waddling. So I you, kind of, have you gotten a cold yet? Um, no, but I'm, I, it's like, I, no, I definitely don't feel a hundred percent, but I'm also like just exhausted. It's just, I kind of, it's just, it is what it is. Like I, I just kind of take some vitamins. I got some like immune support vitamin stuff so i take that i take vitamin d so kind of just hope for the best and just kind of take it day by day and just kind of just keep pushing through all right so so now we need to tell the audience how they can help you raise this money for the healthcare workers yeah. who have been fired now is this just for the healthcare workers in new york city or you no. doing so any anyone across the country okay I couldn't find an exact number across the country, but mm -hmm. it seems like it's a, close to a hundred thousand people that have been fired. Incredible. So if anyone, if anyone watching, if they know anyone share with anyone that's been fired, just please reach out to me. And like the money that I raise is going to them. So like everything that I raise is going to them. So I want to give it to whoever needs it. All right. So how have you set this up? I mean, is it a GoFundMe? Yeah, I mean, do, do, have, you, have, you, have you done it all legally and everything's yeah. okay? Yeah. All so right. GoFundMe and then my Instagram, Jeff Walks America. I also have a TikTok, but Instagram is definitely the best place. 
Well, it may be canceled because, you know, Facebook owns Instagram and Zuckerberg doesn't like anybody yeah. doing anything that, that's not the narrative for the ads that he gets paid for by pharma. So let, let's be clear about this. We need to, we need to, um, how do people get in touch with you? Forget Instagram. How do they yeah. get, because you're going to get canceled. You realize that. I mean, everybody, <laughs> now this is a cancel culture and you're going to, you're walking right through it for humanity. So good for you. But how do they get in touch with you uh, other than that? So I have jeffwalksamerica at gmail.com. So you right. can email me there as well. I I mean, we'll, who knows what will happen with Instagram or TikTok? I don't, I mean. They We're going to set up a rumble for you. How about if we set up a rumble account for you? Uh-huh. Because that way you won't get canceled. We we can't. I just don't know anything. I've really, I've seen a few videos on rumble, but I don't really you all right, so we're gonna we're gonna put you in touch with somebody somebody that can set it up on Rumble. All right, the walk walk for humanity. You know, Jeff walk. What is it? Jeff walk for America. Which Jeff walks America. Jeff walk walks like America. America. Walk for yeah. humanity. Okay, we'll 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 have somebody come in and do that. We're gonna bring in a team. Okay, that's gonna right. support you. And and then privately, what you need to do is send us. You know where are you going to be every single night and we're going to come back and we're going to report now this is you know a long conversation it's almost you know 45 minutes but you know let's let's do 20 minutes every day to find out if you're, you're still with us you know you're not you know yeah, <laughs> horizontal yeah. you know you, you don't have blisters that are popping you end up in the er or something like that but i think that and we're gonna we're gonna bring a team in to, to help you, but you need to eat a big breakfast. Okay. I hate to sound yeah, yeah. like mom, but you really need to eat a big breakfast and you need to eat pasta. Okay. At the end of the day. I mean, seriously, this is, yeah. this, this is an enormous walk for humanity and you can't do this without having your carbs. Yeah. I'll, I'll get, I'll, I'm going to order after this and I'll make sure I order a double size of pasta. Yeah. That's listen. That's what athletes do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how they can do the 26 miles and, you know, two hours now. You know, I'm not expecting that from you because yeah, no, no. you can do that. But that's that's how you play the game. Yeah, I'll, we're gonna I'll, get you prepared. Yeah, I definitely could take a little better care of my body for this, but it's it's a learning process. All right. So, and we're gonna when we put out this video, we're gonna let people know that if they want to support you, if we haven't quite set it up just as quickly when we post it or something like that, that they can get back in touch with us. We'll put them in touch with what we set up for you over at Rumble and everything like that. Yeah. And then where do they where do they contribute the money to? So there's a GoFundMe and on my Instagram, the the like the link is in my bio. Yeah. Um, I I'm sure you probably could search like. Jeff Walks America, Healthcare Workers Mandate, something like that. Okay. I, I haven't tried that, but my Instagram is definitely the best place. You can find everything there and you could DM me, all that stuff. I, I checked Instagram the most by far. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's definitely the best place. I mean. Are you taking your mind off from, from the social media when you're doing this walk? Yeah. So, I kind of try to just post, like do a post every, a few times while I'm walking a few times while I'm done, kind of stuff like that. But mm -hmm. I, I really just post, click it, maybe send a text to a few people and then just put my phone away and then- All right, so I want you to send us posts every day. You, you know how to get in touch with me. I want you to yep. send posts every day and we're going to put it up there and we're going to help you, you know, help humanity, help the, you know, healthcare workers and raise this up because you're spreading love. Seriously, I think this Perfect. is- Perfect, I, I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, and we're going to do this every day, okay? Perfect. All right. Anything else? You, anything you else you want uh, the audience to know, Jeff? No, I think just like 
follow the Instagram, donate at the GoFundMe on the Instagram, just spread this message. I mean, the goal is to just raise as much money and give as much money as we can to all the healthcare workers that were considered heroes for so long. And now they are fired. They got fired and pretty much kicked to the curb. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the whole goal is to just like spread love, raise money for these people that are here. They are heroes. They're not war heroes. They are heroes Mm -hmm. and kind of just bring some good into this world. I feel like there's a lot of hate and fear going on with COVID. I mean, I, rightfully so it is scary times and so many people have died so it is awful but i mean there can be some good out of this i'm trying to just do something good here have you lost any friends to covid no have you lost any friends who've been vaccinated no everyone i know so when i got covid all my we, like eight of us got it all together and we pretty much all had the same symptoms and all my friends all my parents no all my friends, my parents, my brother, everyone, everyone I know is vaccinated. So I definitely like, I'm not going to say one way or another. I'm also the only friend person that I know that doesn't have hair and has autoimmunity. So it, like we all are each different. And like, yeah. that's what it is. Like each person's just, we're individuals. And so I think this is just an individual decision on what it should be, what's right for you. I mean, for some people, they should get vaccinated. Some people, they shouldn't. Like, I'm, I'm not like, this isn't, I don't know. Like, I'm not a doctor. I'm just walking. So, like, that's why I'm not, like, I don't spread, like, this isn't. A walker for humanity. Yeah, that, exactly. That's like, who you are, Jeff Silverstein. So, we're going to see you in D.C. You're going to yeah, be, look, you're going to be, you will be leading the march. I guarantee you. You're going to have a lot of supporters. We're going to support you all the way there. And we're going to promote this. And we're going to promote what you're trying to do for the healthcare workers on the front lines who lost their jobs. God bless you. I think. This Thank is you. Good. All right. And we'll see you tomorrow night. It won't yes. be as long as this, but we're going to check in with you every night. Perfect. I, promise you. I look forward to it. I look forward to me and everyone in DC. It's definitely going to be a good time and definitely a place to spread love and hopefully do some change there. God bless you. Get some sleep and we'll Thank talk you. tomorrow night. Perfect. Thank you again.